0: Hey Realtor, are you running your business or is your business running you? In the real estate industry, it's common and almost even applauded to work 24 seven. You've got showings, inspections, calls to return, emails to send, fires to put out. And speaking from personal experience, it can feel extremely draining to work all the time and feel like you can't even enjoy a meal with your family or a day off. Friend, you cannot work like this. And in this episode, we're talking about setting boundaries in your real estate business. Hey there, I'm Allie. And I'm Zach, and we're realtors in Madison, Wisconsin. We've ditched all the cheesy sales tactics and sleazy scripts to craft a real estate business we truly love using the power of social media and beyond. We created the Social Agents Club podcast to give you simple step-by-step strategies and systems to transform your business, give you more freedom, and help you do more of what you love and less of what you don't. If you're a go-getter realtor who wants a strong foundation and a badass referral-generating community around you, and you don't want to be boring, this podcast is for you. Let's Let's do do it. it! hey there realtors welcome back to where the cool agents hang right (laughs) it's just me again this week sorry that my husband zach is not here we record these episodes in bulk so he's not around today but you're here with my cat if you hear something purring that's him he's in my lap his name is pickle so we are excited to be here today this is like One of my favorite subjects is setting boundaries in your business, because I think that this is something that needs to happen way more often. And we need more systems around how to do this instead of systems around how to build a bigger and bigger and bigger business all the time. Because what if that's not actually sustainable for the life that we want to live? So anyways. The real estate industry is so much about the hustle mindset, right? There's so much of that in so many industries today, and it can be addicting. Wake up at 5 a.m. and do your perfect morning routine and then pound the phones for at least two hours and then time block every second of your day so you're not wasting any time and a lot of that is pretty good advice right it's important to be productive and it feels good to be productive but sometimes that high can turn into something unhealthy and that's what we're going to be talking about today so we're talking about creating more margin in your life so when you think about your bank account right you usually hopefully or at least you try to have a cushion with your money so you're not draining your bank account to zero right So we want to make sure we're we're creating that same margin, that same cushion, and we're being very protective of that margin and that cushion. So we're not draining, draining our mental capacity or our time capacity down to zero. So if you're not setting boundaries in your business, we know that that's unhealthy for you as a whole, right? And also you're going to feel resentment towards your clients for not respecting the boundaries that you want to have. Okay. So when I first started real estate, I did it for about 10 months before I quit. And I remember feeling like, what the hell, how am I going to do this? I was teaching dance at the time because I was very passionate about my teaching career. I was taking care of my dad who was elderly and sick and I wanted to make sure I had, I mean, I had to make sure I had time for him and I wanted to spend time with my family and I want to enjoy time with my friends. And at that point I was single. So like if I was ever going to meet someone, I needed to have time to go out and have fun and meet people. Right. So it's obviously really important to have those boundaries in place, but I did not see a way. That in the way that I was coached to build my real estate career, I just didn't see any hope of being able to set any boundaries in my business. I had to call leads back within five minutes of them visiting my website. I had to say yes to every showing because at that point there was actually houses to sell. At the time of this recording, it's a little bit different story, but I had to show, you know, 40 houses to my buyers every single one of them because i wasn't able to say no and so i ended up feeling resentment and hating the business and i quit after 10 months because it just was not going to be sustainable for me and i was too stressed and i was working way too much how was i ever supposed to have a family how was i ever supposed to enjoy dinner with my family without being interrupted by my phone all the time Or how is I gonna be able to teach dance and coach a dance team and do what I actually really loved? I just saw no end in sight and it was really discouraging. And I remember a conversation I had with another realtor in my marketplace. I had never met her before, but she was kind enough. She saw a Facebook post that I made in a realtor group out of desperation, feeling so frustrated. And she took the time out of her schedule to talk with me. She gave me a phone call And I remember she told me if I wanted to be in real estate, I had to do it differently. And that completely changed the trajectory of my career. And that's what I'm really passionate about sharing on my podcast, in my membership, in every thing, every training that I do is that it is possible to build your business differently and align with who you are and have it fit in your schedule. So I really didn't think it was possible to not work 24 seven before, but now we've gone from subscribing to that hustle culture and working nonstop. Now we're at a business that is totally sustainable. And that word is super important to me. We probably work about mm, 20 hours a week on a real estate business. We take mini getaways about every month. And we'll be spending an entire month in Florida in February. So we don't have daycare for our daughter. So we're able to spend a lot of time with her. But we do have family in town. And that helps. I know we're privileged in that sense that she goes to my mom's and, and Zach's mom's. But anyways, we do not answer our phone late at night. And in fact, we rarely talk on the phone at all. And shout out to any other millennials that are listening that feel awkward on the phone, too. (laughs) So anyways, I also know other agents that don't work nights and weekends, and that is huge. We do work nights and weekends, but we take other days off during the week. So my point is, it is possible to be a rock star realtor and also have a life outside of it, right? It's possible to set up those boundaries and it's possible for your clients to actually respect those boundaries. And the way that we did this, surprise, surprise, is by setting up systems. And when that other realtor called me and said I needed to do things differently, that's when I decided that I wanted to be a social agent. I wanted to decrease the amount of time I spent chasing cold leads and increase the amount of time I spend doing what I love in my business. And then I needed to create a solid system off of doing what I loved. So the first tip of this episode is you need to take a day off, my friend. (laughs) So let's talk about the importance of taking a day off. So obviously, you know that it's important to take time to rest. It's important to take time for yourself, right? But really, it's even so much more than that. It's really about giving yourself like a gift to yourself to rest and to do things that are actually renewing to you instead of draining, doing things that are restful and doing things that help you maintain a sense of creativity in your life and also in your business. So for us, we had tried to take a day off on Sunday and that just didn't work for us. (laughs) It was just too much uh, stuff going on in our business that it just wasn't, it wasn't easy. There were too many obstacles. So now we take off um, either Tuesday or Wednesday and let's be honest, sometimes Friday too. But Basically, we had to choose kind of the easiest day that was going to work for us in our schedule so that if we say no to things, it's not a huge problem, right? So that's my biggest recommendation. It doesn't have to look like what everybody else's day looks like, okay? Choose the best day for you. And when you take this day off, when you tell yourself and you tell your clients that you're taking this day off, you're not going to be perfect 100% of the time, right? But if you set out with that goal and if you can do 80% of the time you take that day off, you're creating that margin. You're doing it and you're doing a hell of a lot better than 99% of the other agents in your market. (laughs) All right. So next up, let's talk about how we're going to create that margin. Okay. So you have two areas essentially of your business. Number one is marketing yourself as an agent so that you can get new clients and new listings and all that fun stuff, right? And then number two is servicing the clients or listings that you have now and putting on all those fires that we love to do. So number one, the marketing area, that can definitely be time consuming, especially if you're doing like tons of one-on-one coffee meetings and lots of networking events. And then of course, number two, you have to do this servicing your current clients and listings and stuff. You have to do this if you want to make money, right? You need actual clients. But this can be very time-consuming as well. And on top of that, it can be super hectic if things are going wrong in a transaction, like there's a rough inspection um, or just a listing that won't sell or difficult clients, whatever. And especially time-consuming and annoying if there's a lot of paperwork or little details you have to keep track of all the time. That can be really draining, especially um, because many realtors are very, maybe not focused on all the details, right? We have a lot of stuff going on and we're excited about meeting people and talking with people and negotiating all that stuff. Those extra little details can be really just a time suck for us. And then when you have a client that's trying to call you all the time on top of all this stuff, or the client is extremely stressed when things are going wrong and they need constant updates from you. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) That can be super draining as well. So when you have all of those things... It really can be a recipe for disaster if you're not doing it right. So setting up systems is going to help you save tons and tons of time and work, and it's going to help your clients know what to expect from you along the way. So when you can lay out the foundation of what's to come, they don't need to be contacting you all the time. Do you see what I'm saying? The systems have really saved my business and my life. So the systems help you set up boundaries, right? And if you don't set up those boundaries or those systems, you run the risk of not serving your clients as well as you could because maybe you're disorganized and that would be chaotic for your clients that are already in a stressful situation, right? You could make yourself sick or chronically tired, right? That disorganized and chaos, it means you're wasting more time because you're inefficient. It can also lead to burnout. Have you been there? Because I have. and <laughs> It sucks. You don't want to get there. It's hard to get out of. And all of that above, all of those things will obviously mean that your business is going to suffer or it's going to become non-existent, right? You're going to burn out and not last in this business. We see it all the time. So, in our business me and my husband zach there have been two questions that we've asked ourselves that have completely changed our business i love these questions i'm obsessed with this i'm literally obsessed with this okay question number one how can i never do this again and question number two how can this never happen again uh if there are like two things that i want you to take away from this podcast those questions are it so Uh, Let's talk about (laughs) what those are. So let me explain these two questions. So whenever there's a repetitive task, or just like a task I just really don't enjoy, I always ask myself, how can I never do this again? How can I take this task off my plate? So we're going to go into this in more detail in my next podcast episode. So you'll definitely want to make sure you're subscribing and following along. And if you're not on my email list, you want to get on it. I'll link that below because every week when I have a new episode, I give you a teaser and then, you know, you're the first person to know about it. Okay, then when something goes wrong in my business or I'm feeling stressed and I know that could be prevented, I ask myself, How can this never happen again? So for this second question, let me give you an example, okay? So one year in real estate, I had just messy inspection after messy inspection. Like it was so horrible everyone and I would go to my broker and be like what the hell do I do and he was just like perplexed by how all this stuff was happening to me I mean it was definitely a blessing in disguise because I learned a lot about like roofs and stuff that year but it sucked (laughs) it was so stressful and I lost a lot of sleep over it and I was just continually frustrated by the inspectors that, you know, they weren't explaining things to me. They weren't explaining things to my clients. It just seemed like how, how does this stuff keep happening? It was really miserable. And one thing that kept coming up was that my buyers would want to request the seller to repair like the most ridiculous things. Okay. And of course you always want to be fighting for your clients. Right. And it's up to the buyer and the seller to really decide when an actual defect is on the property. I don't need to tell you about all of that stuff, but I just kept running into the same problem over and over again. And there was always this like weird gray area where the buyer would be upset that the appliances were old and thought they should be replaced, even though they were still working. And I was like, why am I still in this mess time after time? So I knew that I should be talking about all this stuff with my buyers, right? Like we all know we should be kind of explaining that, but I just never had a system and I would forget and then when it came up to the inspection, I would be so stressed like, oh my gosh, did I forget to explain this to them? Like, did I make this really clear to them? Did I not fully explain the process of the inspection or what the inspector is looking for? Like, ah, uh, and I was I was just so stressed out about it. So I then got honest with myself and I had to ask, how can I never let this happen again? And this was a boundary that need to be set, that I need to set in my business. So now, in because of all this mess in our buyer packets, we include more information on this so our buyers know exactly what to expect. So it's great information for them. But also, it's like a checkpoint. Now, when it's in my buyer presentation, I'm going through it. I know I'm going through that and I know that I've discussed that in full detail in our consultation because it's got a full page just in our buyer presentation that I go through every time. So I want to encourage you to ask yourself those two questions with everything in your business. Like I said, those two questions have completely transformed my business and my life. If something happens more than once or it really sucks and you think you can make it better going forward, figure out a system to find out the answer to those two questions. Figure out that system. And that system is going to be setting a boundary for you in your business. It's a gift to you. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about some quick ways you can start setting up other boundaries in your business. All right. Number one. Oh, this is such a good one too. I'm just so, this is just really speaking to my heart today. Number one, include a scheduling page in your buyer and seller packets, my realtor friends. Always go through it in your buyer listing consultations with every single person, absolutely no exceptions. So we say, and this is of course from my business coach, Neil Mathwig of Agent Rise Coaching, who I do not have any affiliate marketing with or whatever. We just have learned so much from him. Anyways, we say, Hey, before we start talking about what you're looking for in a house, there's just one more thing I want to talk about. I want to make sure we're on the same page as far as scheduling goes. Okay. So that's kind of what I say. I show them this page on this page include the day that you take off. And you can say, I try to reserve this day for my family. Uh, you can include your hours of operation. So we say we're available until 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or maybe it's 5 p.m. Whatever works for you. And then we talk about the difference between a 411 call and a 911 call. Okay, so this like might be really dumb. I usually say that to people, and I say this is more to take the pressure off of me <laughs> than it is for you. But a 411 it's if it's late at night or super early in the morning, you text us a 411, we'll text you the next day, right? Or super in the morning, we'll text you later at later in the day when we can get to it, right? A 911, though, if there's an emergency. um, So you know, there are real estate emergencies that does happen, right? We all know that. But if there's an emergency, all of those schedule things that go out the window, and please get a hold of me right away. And then also on this page, so you have the day you take off, your hours of operation, the difference between a 411 and a 911 call. And then also, you want to talk to them about what happens if you can't find a time for a showing or like if you're out of town or on vacation. Then you'll have another agent in your office or someone on your team do this showing for you. And then, you know, we can talk about the offer if you're interested after the showing. So when you set all of this up ahead of time, your clients, I know you may feel like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of boundaries if you haven't set these boundaries before, if you haven't taken a day off, blah, blah, blah. But your clients are going to feel more taken care of because they know you're looking out for them even when you go on vacation and you're, you have a plan and you're setting that up for them in advance. So if you need help with this, I have a free download for you. It's just a one page Canva template that you can use and you can add it into your buyer and seller packets. And it's going to outline all those four key things in there that you can customize however you see fit. So it's going to have all of those. It's your scheduling page. So to grab that, I'm going to include a link in the show notes for you so you can check that out. Okay. And plus, if you need more help with your buyer and seller packets, you can grab my social agent template pack that has customizable templates for your complete buyer and seller packets. It's also got some lead magnets for your social media strategy and a closing packet for your clients that you can give them after they close. So I'll also include a quick video to walk you through how to use these templates. And I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. And you can grab that one for $47. So either one, I have a few resources for you. Okay, so that tip was include that schedule page in your buyer and seller packets. Tip number two is add your schedule to your email signature. So use that schedule that you've just set up for yourself that we just talked about and then add it to your email signature. That's literally something you can do within five minutes right now and it's going to be set up for you going forward. It's just another key reminder, hey, I don't work 24-7, right? I'm a professional. All right. Tip number three, include a what could go wrong page in your buyer and seller packets. And I'm obsessed with this. And this page was inspired by all those horrible inspections I was talking to you about earlier on in this episode. Okay. So I didn't want to continually be in this cycle of stressful inspections. Um, and just second-guessing myself or my buyers being freaked out because they didn't fully understand what was happening. So I figured out what I could control. And then, of course, I created a system around it, okay? My sister gave me this mug for Christmas last year, and it says, this calls for a spreadsheet. And it's just perfect. (laughs) I really think all of life's problems can be solved with a spreadsheet. But anyways, that's for another day. So on this page, the what could go wrong page, I tell my clients that oh not that i want to be a debbie downer or freak you out or whatever but i found that if we discuss these things in advance these are the most common like unfortunate things that can come up right if we discuss them in advance we can either avoid them altogether, or we're prepared to handle them if they do come up because we've already had a discussion around it so in this page i have like five scenarios things like If the inspector points out the appliances are old, but they're still working, we probably don't have much or any negotiating power to get them replaced and here's why, blah, blah, blah. So think through some of the most common stressors in a transaction, things that have gone wrong like multiple times that you've seen come up and see how you can start the conversation from the beginning, the first meeting you have with them. So you're being proactive instead of reactive. I think like I need another mug that says on today I'm proactive instead of reactive. That's huge. So this page like we haven't had a really rough inspection since. And of course some of that just comes with um you know more confidence in yourself and more experience. But I think our our buyers when we come up to that situation we're at that crossroads of a sh- shitstorm happening we're calm, cool and collected so much more. And my buyer's like, Oh, yeah, we did talk about this. Okay, add that in. Number four, create a plan for your day off. So I have like three steps for you to follow here in planning your day off. So step number one, oh, these are huge. <laughs> step number one, find another agent to take on your clients for that day. But if you've set clear boundaries from the start, your clients are probably not going to bother you. Okay. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) This is like maybe kind of swung the other way, but we had a buyer that, you know, was a very competitive market at the time. We had a buyer that held off on uh, emailing us about getting into a showing because she knew it was our day off or she was interested in, I think this is what it was, she was interested in a property. She wanted to write an offer but she didn't want to bother us because it was our day off. And we're like, oh my God, please bother us because this property is going to be gone. (laughs) But anyways, it was just so that was like, they were a little bit too respectful. Right. But it's amazing that yes, it is possible to set up these boundaries. Okay. So step number two, create an autoresponder in your email. So in this email, You can say that you're not going to be accessible until whatever day that you're back whatever and you can include your colleagues contact information if it's an emergency or you can also say to text you if it's an emergency if you don't mind being texted um so that's important too and then step number three is actually stick to your day off (laughs) put your phone away for a minute Plan out some fun activities that you're going to do on your day off so you don't just spend the day scrolling your phone or watching trash TV. And I'm saying that from personal experience, okay? (laughs) So create some structure around your day off and fill it with things that truly bring you rest and joy. And that's super important. I know it seems like a day off, like I should just lounge. But for me, if I have like a few things that I've planned ahead that I'm going to do, that I know are going to serve me well and nourish my soul, then I'm not just stuck scrolling and, you know, wasting the entire day wondering where it went. Okay. So let's review those tips. Tip number one, include a schedule page in your buyer seller packets. Tip number two, add your schedule to your email signature. Tip number three, include that what could go wrong page in your buyer and seller packets. P.S. I have that included for you in the social agent template pack that I've linked for you below. Tip number four is create a plan for your days off. And we have two bonus tips, of course. Number one, stick to your systems. I don't think that even needs explanation in this podcast, but make those systems Remember those two questions. How can I never do this again? And how can this never happen again? Create those systems whenever those bad situations come up, right? And be proactive instead of reactive. All right. Another bonus tip. Don't be afraid to fire people. <laughs> and I need to take this one sometimes too. I get it. If people aren't respecting your boundaries, even after you've stuck with your systems and you've clearly stated those boundaries and your schedule up front, you need to let them go. Super important to have that abundance mindset, which I hate mindset stuff and I hate woo woo stuff because it just is not real. But there's more business to be had And it's going to free up so much more of your time to work with people who are actually respectful to you, right? That don't drain you. All right. My last tip, don't forget that all of this is going to be so much easier to implement. (laughs) This is a big one. When you're working to build a business based off of your sphere and referral and repeat business. So that's where the rest of this whole podcast comes into play. Not just this episode, but every episode we talk about. Where It's where my email list comes into play, my social media tips, and my membership, all of this stuff. All of these resources that I have, they're here to help you so that you can love your business and love your life in general because you're not working 24-7. That is why I'm so passionate about systems. So if you're listening and you're not already subscribed to my email list with my weekly tips on social media and beyond all of your social agent marketing, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you can come be a part of the Social Agents Club community. We'd love to have you. Oh, this was just my favorite podcast episode yet. I'm just so fired up about it. I hope it was helpful for you. Until next time, take a day off and from the Fiegel team. Go out and get social. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We are so grateful to have a supportive community who also likes to get weird and have fun. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And also, we'd be so thankful if you could leave a rating and a review for us. We'll see you next time on the Social Agents Club. Until then, make it a great day.